Hi, and welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey. You are not just a person. You're a soul with a path of evolution. There is a bigger picture here, a reason for what happens to us. When we discover this deeper meaning, we receive freedom and abundance. Each week, we will be discussing matters relating to the soul, spirit, and cosmic energies. Learning how to incorporate all of these aspects into living an abundant and happy life. Isn't that what we all want? Dr. Vicki's transformational program uses intuitive and well-proven methods to identify the root cause of what is preventing success, to help bring positive change, the change your soul is crying out for you to experience. If you're lonely, sad, and stuck, then listen into the show and find out ways to become free and happy. It's easy to call into the show or simply listen. Either way, sit back, relax, and enjoy living your soul's journey. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey. I'm Dr. Vicki, and I'm so happy to be with you this evening. I want to send out a special thank you to all of our veterans, and I meet so many of them each week. And as a Navy gal myself, I just want to say thank you to the veterans, the servicemen, and their families. Thank you very much. Tonight, we're going to talk about triggers, thoughts, and emotions. Now, life is full of triggers. It's our subconscious. It's our karmic records. It's our Akashic records, which either get affected by these situations or triggers or we just let them go. Something that bothers you may not bother somebody else. I mean, you know that story. It's like someone says, how can you handle that kind of situation? Well, doesn't bother me. But for them, it does. Now, our thoughts control our emotions. We can make life in these situations and tuning into the universal laws, we can make it very complex and overwhelming. Or we can make it very simple. I prefer simple. There's just something about going, you can go deep. You can have a live a life and have a life that's less traveled, on the road less traveled. Doesn't mean that it has to be complex. I had someone very, very dear to me say something about losing weight was just overwhelming. And I'm thinking that if I get a chance, I want to take it step by step because when we get overwhelmed, it's because we're like, oh, we're just triggered by everything, all the thoughts, all the past failures, and all those triggers that come into our lives that we just like, it stops us. Through my years on this planet, as, as Dr. Vicki, some would say more than a few, few years, <laughs> and I'm very proud of every one of them, I have learned four simple spiritual laws. There are more, obviously. Just the ones I want to discuss on the show tonight, and I've discussed at 
it, you know, at length on earlier shows. One is gratitude. No matter what happens in your life, if you find something to be grateful for. I had some coaching done on me the other day, and it was amazing because I did not realize that I had gotten into a kind of negative space about the future. It was like something that I I know I is mine. I have it. I know it is to occur, um, yet it has not occurred. So sometimes I get a little down. And my coach said, wow. You know, she took me right out of that with about, I don't know, maybe four or five questions. We were in the car and driving. And by the fifth question, I was completely out of that doomsday kind of space. So when you ask for help and you say, thank you, spirit, then sometimes out of the blue, not really, but it will occur to you to say, hey, I need a coach. I need someone to help me. And they will ask you a few questions without judgment, of course. And you answer them from the depths of your truth, from your soul, and it will open up. That was the very first spiritual law that I learned years ago. The second one is the law of action. We have to do our part in this physical universe. We have to take action steps to choose and to have and to make our goals and dreams occur. So it's very, very simple. I love nature. I love to see little critters running around happy and well-fed. So one of the action steps, as simple as it may be, is I go out and I feed the squirrels the deer, the raccoon, the birds, every single morning. It's like I turn my coffee on and then I go out and I feed them, make sure their water is fresh in their little water container. And and that brings me joy. The dogs go with me and they've learned to love the dogs. It's, it's just quite, quite fun. So the law of action, I certainly can't expect to have a beautiful little wild animals around me if I don't do my part to contribute to them. Love. That's my third one. Our deepest fear is that we are inadequate. We not worry about love and that no one loves us for just being who we are. That has been my whole journey this life. And my fourth one is intuition. Trusting our connection to spirit, our higher self and inner child, which means faith in God's timing. Biggest, biggest issue I've had this life is God's timing. We have discussed over the months the laws of the universe, the key to life, and the secrets to success. I strongly believe that. Since I have tuned into them, I personally have seen the life come back into each day that I experience. And my new plan, and I'm so excited about it, is that within two years, that's when we're moving, I will have my new teaching academy on site and face-to-face in Virginia. And it takes planning, step two, the law of action, but it also takes engagement, of course, faith, and patience. Ooh, patience, organization and patience, because it isn't my timing. It's my timing to get prepared, but I know when my timing to get this going is, 
is in 2021. And I know that. So that's for me, a truth that I'm excited about. And timing is a big key. I've had the most trouble with that in my life. And I think that people, even though when they go to psychics, they want to know exactly when something's going to happen. And, you know, we do have free will. We can change things, but astrologically and numerology wise, timing is pretty exact within a month or two. Sometimes it's right down to the week. So when uh, tonight, when we, we look at different laws and how they work together with triggers, thoughts and emotions tonight, we're going to look at meditation and how it helps to handle triggers, thoughts and emotions. Meditation is a spiritual law. It aids in removing the energy barriers we put up by our negative thoughts. Not believing in our abundance, thus preventing it, or having lack consciousness. Oh, I'll never be able to get this going, or I'll never be able to sell this, or oh, how am I ever going to make that happen? So what happens is when we get into that heavy, heavy worry, it breaks the connection to spirit in a way that the energies can't come down. It's really very physics and um, metaphysics, basically. But the energies are kind of clouded up and, and heavy above us. So those beautiful energies like the angels and the spirit guys and the cosmic tutors and all of those want to help us on all the different planes, depending on what we're asking for. Yet when our energies are real thick and negative, it is very hard to hear them. It's not that they're not there. They're there. We also need to look at affirmations or asking ourselves, why is it so easy to be abundant? Noah St. John wrote about affirmations. Why is it so easy? It tricks, if you may, your mind into believing, yeah, yeah. Why is it so easy to get this insurance money? Why is it so easy for me to sell my jewelry? Why is it so easy for me to get my teaching academy up and running? Wow, why is it so easy? And your mind is sitting there saying, oh, oh, it's easy. Oh, okay, good. Oh, it's easy. So then you put the affirmations in there and watch it flow. Now, when it comes to triggers in life, thoughts and emotions are heavily attached to them. I had an experience to happen with someone that I was working with, and I really got the message of how heavily attached thoughts and emotions are when we get triggered in life. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. As you know, I love to learn and teach by examples. You sign up for your psychology class, knowing that it is your goal, your purpose to be a psychologist. After completing your PhD, you know you get so excited about it. When, when you get excited about it, it, it feels so great. Then in another moment, you start thinking, hmm, I, I can't help people. I, I can't do this. I, I know that others are far more talented. Why, why did I get into this? I mean, why did God even make me? What's the point of me being here? Woo-hoo. Boy, this person got triggered. Now, the triggers were probably from something they heard, possibly could have been from their subconscious, something. But something got them triggered. It could have been as simple as when you get excited, 
we're going to make you feel unexcited. Something in the past, when they got excited, they had some failure to come from it, some expectation that didn't happen. So immediately, they, when they get too excited about it or too on purpose, they self-sabotage. And that happens to, well, it, I can't imagine it happening to, I've never known anybody that didn't happen to, but I don't know everybody in the world. So I'm sure there are perfect people out there that have never had this happen. But everybody I've known, and certainly myself, have had self-sabotage. Thoughts. Then feelings of self-doubt, failure, yuckiness starts. Feelings of yuckiness. And you start to cry. How in the world do you get out of this mess? Well, just a day ago, a minute ago, a week ago, you were excited. What triggered those feelings? Simple, as I mentioned earlier, your subconscious got got triggered by something you thought or you heard or you felt. So the feelings of inadequacy begin. There are several ways to get out of this. Some energy work helps, but not everyone has an energy healer, right? Or you can't reach them at that moment. They have lives too. So y'all can always remember this. Always cry out. Angels, I need you now. I need you to clear this energy away from me. Cry out, even if it's mental. If you're amongst people and you can't cry out verbally, cry out emotionally. You know, make sure the angels hear you. There, and, and, and so this is very, very important to do this. If you can meditate, this is great. Because meditation connects us with our inner selves and with spirit and bypasses the subconscious. Very important to know. Meditation bypasses the subconscious. Why is meditation so important? Because it is intended to stop the mind chatter long enough to get your higher self And spirit to give you the insights and information that will will get you back on track. So it's kind of bypassing. So let's look at meditation. During these meditations, when our mind is clear and relaxed of mind chatter, we can receive the insights and guidance we need. For example, uh, yeah, you get through your psychology degrees, and yes, it is your soul's journey to help people. And more importantly, you are worthy of being able to do this. Insights from spirit come quickly and fast. And in a relaxed state, you get these insights. So what energy work does is that it clears away the subconscious. So even if somebody's in uh, North Carolina, because my energy uh, healer um, mentor is in North Carolina, they don't have to be with me. If something kicks in that I'm really not able to handle at that moment, I will text Robert and I will say, something really kicked in, something I'm not trained to handle or something, or maybe I'm working. Because when I'm working, my my consciousness is not the highest because I've got to be down on a very earthly plane 
Because if I'm not, how can I be grounded to drive or to look at legal documents so that I can't make one little error on them? So when those kinds of things happen and you're not in a position to go lay out or take a walk or something, that's when you ask spirit, please help me right now. You don't even have to put the please in there. Just spirit clears the way. My beautiful angel taught me that. Spirit clears the way. We have been in traffic jams. We don't typically get those in the North Georgia mountains, but once in a while have to go where there are actually cars. And when we have more than, you know, four or five cars and it looks like, oh my goodness, how in the world are we ever going to get out of this? All we say is spirit clears the way. And within a very, very short time, they're both sides are able to, you know, the, the clutter is gone and we're able to drive through and, and get onto the other side of the roads. Pretty, pretty neat. There are many ways of meditating, walking, laying on a bed with beautiful, relaxing music. I wish I could do that more. I think that's the most, the most beautiful relaxation in meditation is doing that or on a couch or on a meditation table. I mean, having a massage and then have being able to be in a position where you can can meditate afterwards. Oh, I think that's just phenomenal. And some people say yoga, although personally, I, I guess I've not really experienced yoga because, and I'd love to hear any comments on this, but I was so into the exercises and had moving my body and everything that I, I just personally couldn't couldn't think clearly enough to, to meditate. But I know there are other people that say, oh, I get so many insights from that because they're obviously trained at it and they're not working at it like I do. So I, I, I don't do yoga, but I think it's cool. I, I really do. Meditation is a very old tradition. Mean, you know, It's a means of alleviating, alleviating mental chatter, suffering, as it clears the mind to receive. That's what it's for. And I so remember doing a meditation with a friend of mine and I saw with clarity how when we get into negative thoughts and upset and worry and, and feelings of inadequacy that get triggered, that it just puts this cloud above us. And when we get that cloud above us, it's a heaviness of energy and spirit can't just can't. And you know, it's just shoo. It, we don't let spirit come in. We can't hear. Spirit's there giving us answers, but we can't hear it because we've got this heaviness of cloud there. So it isn't about spirit doing something bad or good. It's about our thoughts and our perceptions and the way that we're doing we're doing things. Spirit's always there. I, I know I heard somebody say something about, well, how could God do that to us? And I'm like, mm -mm, I'm not going to get into it with them because it wasn't my position to. But I was like, God doesn't do anything to us. God is there to be with us and for us to hear and, and support. It's not a bad God that does bad things to people. We, we have free will. We do those uh, to ourselves here on, on planet Earth. When we worry, we have mind clatter. It cuts the energy flow and makes it heavy which does not tune in to the spiritual laws of the universe, which are light and fast. It's like this beautiful, like when, when some play, somebody's playing the violin and it's so, I mean, I just love to hear the violin because it's so spiritual. And I would imagine even if that person 
that's playing the violin has issues, which probably a lot of us uh, do, but it doesn't matter. When they're playing that violin, they're off into a very high vibration that, that brings in just beautiful energies. So, so you want the worry, the energy is heavy and slow, similar to what our universe is. Our, our universe is very solid. And that is why when you are worried and having mind chatter, spirit simply can't reach us, like I mentioned earlier, with the solution, even if we ask. We have to do our part. Remember that uh, second step or the law of action? We have to do our part to relax. And that's why meditation is so powerful. You know, spirit just simply can't reach us with the solution. We have to do that to relax our minds and lighten our energy wavelengths. And yeah, I'm getting a little technical here, but I want you to understand it because for years I was always told, well, if you want to get answers, you have to meditate. But I never really understood why meditation works for me out in nature. And now I have to say that when I'm walking my dogs with a leash, I'm certainly not as high energy as I would be if we're like in my other house that I used to live in, we had acres and acres where we just walked and walked and walked and, and the dogs weren't on a leash and, and I was just off. But in where I live now, I can't do that. So obviously my vibrational energy is not as high. So I can't certainly call it a deep meditation like I would if I were laying on a meditative uh, or a couch or something. But it's still in nature, and I still get answers away from my place of business so that it does help to do that. Even in a car, people can get answers. I don't know about y'all, but I put that beautiful, uh, serious uh, radio music on. I think it's Station 68, and whew, the energies just come popping in, and the answers just come popping right in when I turn that station on. And I turn other great stations on. Man, I don't get the answers anymore. It's like because the vibrational energy of that particular station is is just high. And and some of the other stations have beautiful music too, but they have more music more that I'm familiar with. So I have a little bit more of, oh, I remember that, which pulls me right back down into the physical universe. Now, another uh, law of, of the universe is discernment and discriminate discrimination. When we discern and discriminate our thoughts, we learn to control our emotions. So along with the universal law of meditation comes the spiritual law of discrimination and discernment. So how does this help with triggers, thoughts, and emotions? When you get sad, angry, upset in any fashion due to a thought that you have or something said to you, or something somebody did to you, or you did or didn't do, then you have the responsibility, discernment and power, to change those thoughts and thus change your emotions. We have a game that we play here at our home, and when we get really into some negative stuff, and it happens, it just happens, y'all, we're on planet Earth, the first thing we'll do is make a joke out of it. And if we're really, really heavy into it, then the other person has to pull that person out of it. And it is a fascinating because we do it through our thoughts. 
Oh, you want to just have that happen. Oh, that's interesting. And when you hear it from the other person, they're like, oh, oh, I didn't say that. And I'm like, okay. The person says to me, yeah, you just said that. So if you're saying that, that's what your subconscious is really, really, really feeling. And it's the feeling that makes the energy go out. And that's what brings the law of attraction, all the other universal laws that we've talked about at length. And I still have more to discuss. And so it's those feelings because see what happens y'all. And I learned this from Rohan. You, you sit here with these great affirmations or, you know, I'm learning to do more aff aff affirmations, you know, where you're saying, Oh, why is my life so beautiful? Instead of my life is beautiful and the person sitting there in their subconscious saying, your life isn't beautiful. You've got this issue. You've got that issue. You've got all that going on. Your life isn't beautiful. So you sit there and fight each other. You, you're fighting yourself. Your, your consciousness is fighting your subconscious. And you wonder why nothing happens? Well, I mean, on a spiritual basis, I've done a beautiful program called Rohan up at Delphi University in um, McKaysville, Georgia. I got my PhD there. A red bird just appeared. How beautiful. Thank you. And so those beautiful affirmations or affirmations that we do get counteracted by those subconscious thoughts and especially those feelings. So that's why the affirmations are so powerful because you say, why is it so wonderful that my life is this great? And it does help to change. It may take some time to really change the subconscious mind of self-doubt, negative viewpoints, but it can be done. Now, I want to just say something here. I know that y'all have heard so much about thoughts control our lives and emotions. And you're like, oh, God, she's going to talk about that again. I, I don't know what else to talk about because it's the key to life. It's the key to making things different. I have studied energy work. I have been into all kinds of schools. I have been doing spirituality. And, um, you know, my mom took me to psychics when I was 16 years old. And I have been doing, you know, all kinds of spiritual, uh, spiritual aspects of life. I was raised a Methodist and went to the Episcopal church. I've seen a lot. And I always come back to the core. It is our free will to make our lives. Yes, of course, we have timing. Yes, we have spirit. Yes, we have soul's journey. So it appears to be very complex, but we have to take our thoughts and just take them as they come. So if you're going through, let's just say that you are, you have your own business and you work at home. And maybe it's a little slow this, this day. And normally you may be at, maybe you get four calls a day for your, whatever you do, your service. At this day, you've had none. And you sit there and you think, well, what's wrong with me? What have I done wrong? I mean, what's, what's the matter with my product? And you go all into this. Well, first off, those days of quietude can bring insights. If you try not to get too real negative about it, but start writing down, this is what I would do if I were working with you, writing down those thoughts that you're getting and we'll start shifting them around. Now, when I used to have quiet days, I haven't had any lately, but when I have had them, 
I always got upset and then I worked through them and I worked through them and all of a sudden I saw them as the greatest gifts I've ever had. And before you know it, the, the abundance started building. And when I had the quiet times, I used them to build uh, my spirituality, to build my abundance with myself. It isn't, when I say abundance, I just want to clarify that with everyone so that y'all will think that I'm not just talking about money. When I look at abundance, I look at health. I look at wisdom. I look at wealth. I look at love. I look at relationships. I look at all the dynamics of life um, that mean something to me, my family. I look at all of that. And that means if when I use the word abundant, that means that I'm living my life perfectly the way that I want to. Can it get better? Yes. But I'm in gratitude for exactly the way it is right now. Now, that is why a coach, counselor, advisor, so many terms are used today, uh, or a consultant is so important to have. We, um, we get a chance to hear you talk and can really help in hearing the patterns of speech that could be affecting you. And I have a coach that is in my home. So I'm, I'm blessed to have this person to, to you know, catch up on my patterns and say, ooh, ooh, you're back to doing that again. Or did you hear what you just said? Well, obviously I didn't hear it or I would not continue to do it. And so that person helps me as, as well as I, I coach them to be alert. Uh-oh, I did that again. Oh, wow, what a blessing. Or uh, got real negative there. So it's let's turn that around and let's look at how we can say, why is this so beautiful that this is happening? Or I am very happy that I am thin. I am very happy that my life is going as well as it is now, because I can promise you everyone that's listening tonight, no matter what you're doing, you're free. You have the freedom to listen to the show you're probably in your own space, whether it be a car or your home. So you have those beautiful attributes. You may be working. You may, I don't know what you're doing, but you have something beautiful happening right now in your own personal life that you can be blessed for. It's, it's phenomenal. I, I just, I, and by the way, I had, um, a couple of messages today that uh, someone I needed to share this with to do morning affirmations or affirmations, if I may, um, it's when you wake up in the morning before you even wake up, even if you have kids, puppy dogs, you have to walk. It doesn't matter. Say as you're walking out of the, I mean, as you're getting up out of the bed, uh, and this message is especially for someone, and I don't know their name, but but just wake up saying, this is the best day of my life. I am so blessed for this day. Y'all, that doesn't take any energy. It's better than waking up and saying, oh, I wish I'd had another hour's sleep. Oh, no, I got to go to work. Oh, I've got to drive. You know, this morning, by the way, I had to drive three hours round trip to get to one appointment. That is, well, actually, it was longer than that. That was a long trip for me. So I had to tune in to my body my body elemental, and I had to convince her and talk to her about not having my back hurt because that's a long trip for me. And so, and plus I have to be alert because I'm not just, you know, going shopping at a, 
at a store. I have to, to be 100% on, on what I'm doing. And so I woke up this morning saying, what a blessing. Thank you, Spirit, for this magnificent day. I get to do my, finally get to do a live radio show tonight. And I get to, to have um, a chance to get somebody's appointment done for them. It helps me. It helps them. It helps everybody. No, there wasn't one loser today by me getting up and being in a happy mood. There wasn't one person. And then I actually got to meet a Navy veteran. And I was just always so grateful to people who have dedicated their life. I mean, firefighters, policemen, anyone that puts their life on the line like that. I'm, I'm just in deep gratitude. I, I just, um, I think it's beautiful. So again, I say thank you for that. So now tuning Tuning into the universal laws is key to learning to control your triggers in life, regardless of what those triggers are. And then controlling your thoughts, and then, of course, those thoughts control your emotions. So it is the road less traveled. Let's just be straight. It is the road less traveled. If you're going to live your life trying to please everybody and fit into society so that everybody loves you and everywhere you go, you're accepted and, and you're just living this life to please everybody, that's not the kind of folks I'm talking about. I'm talking about the road less traveled. I'm talking about someone who's willing to learn to control those triggers in your life. And it takes consciousness, it takes mindfulness, and the rewards are worth it. Now, I'll give you another perception, which is kind of interesting. I've talked to a lot of people that say, I really want to clean my karma up this life because I don't know that I want to come back. I mean, the world is getting crazier and crazier. Well, let's look at it from that viewpoint for a moment. If you can learn to control your triggers and, and heal them so they don't trigger you anymore, so they're really no longer triggers, and you can control your thoughts and thus your emotions, well, gee, my goodness, you'll be like a, a, a master that, that um, crosses over and becomes a, a master for others, you know, an ascended master or something. And you don't have to come back down to this fabulous, wonderful, beautiful planet that we live in sometimes. So just a thought. It's one of those thoughts that I have. Well, I want to clean my karma up here. I don't want any karma. I don't want any bad thoughts. I don't want any bad actions. And I don't want any bad deeds. And by the way, um, Richard Andrew King will be a guest uh, in about a month uh, on his book on karma. So many of our thoughts are from childhood. And we aren't even aware of them. I mean, my life is constantly changing just by becoming more aware of my thoughts and how they make me feel. So I'm going to just offer this suggestion. If you don't have anybody in your family that you can say, hey, if I keep saying this negative thought, will you make a comment about it without judging me, without making me feel bad about it? Oh, by the way, you said that, um, that you know, that blue word again. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. That's all. You know, it's that light. Has to be very light energy. Hey, by the way, um, you know, I'm on a fast today, and yet they're in there, you know, cooking uh, pancakes. Oh, why are you cooking pancakes? Uh, because the dogs want them. Oh, okay, well, is, is that really what the dogs want, or is it because you want them? Oh, okay, and then they go back to fasting. So it's just something, It's but it's no judgment. If you put judgment in there, you've killed it. So have an emotion 
or having, let me restate that, having someone in your life that can help you with that emotion that is non-judgmental and can point out the patterns is really important. If you don't have that, then, then get a, a coach. Get someone that you can work with once a week that when you talk to them on the phone, they hear your patterns. They hear the way that you're thinking and they can guide you through. It takes time, y'all. It's not going to happen in a one, two, three, four steps in one week. I'm, I'm healed. I mean, I've been working on this for years. It's a process. It's, we've been on this planet for heaven knows how many lifetimes. And uh, so, you know, this is not just about this lifetime. It's about many, many lifetimes that we're going through. So I, I want you to look at triggers, say, in weight control. So much goes on into our thoughts and feelings at the time something happens in our life. Some people eat when sad or upset. Others eat nothing when they're upset. Some put on weight as a psychic protection. If I am overweight, then no one can touch me. All of these experiences create triggers. If we change our thoughts, then the triggers become less powerful and eventually go away. Let's look at one person's experience with triggers and weight. As an orphaned uh, a child client, they were left alone without food and comfort or love. When this happened, the thought became powerful that I must have food or I will starve. Well, they really were going to starve. As this client moved through life and weight became heavier and heavier, it was discovered that one of the most powerfully motivating thoughts was, I have to eat so I won't starve. This person had plenty of food around them, tons of money, and no current issues of starvation. But the thought lived within them as if it was a real situation in this life now and in the present. How did this person resolve this? Well, it didn't happen alone for them. Uh, this person received energy work, coaching, and became very aware of her thought patterns. She would go into a fast food restaurant after eating a full meal and just keep eating because her thought was, well, if I eat just some French fries, I won't starve. Simple to look at 2020, hindsight. But when you're in the middle of the situation, it is always so clear. Many children and adults who have been abused tend to have walls or armors around them, heavy ones too. It can create tiredness, exhaustion, and of course, heaviness of spiritual and the physical body. Triggers? Yeah, for sure. TV? Seeing someone yell at a dog or a person? Being in a classroom where bullying occurs or simply life? Life can be full of triggers. Just hearing about a child being hurt on TV can trigger an entire 10 years of your life. And then wham, how do you get out of it? Remember, meditation, walking, crying out, spirit, help me. You know, getting out of that thought pattern and emotion and letting spirit in. Tuning into the universal laws is the key. When I hear about um, a dog abuse, I have to go through this whole energy and I have to cut the cords and I have to go through the negative portal. I have to go through all of this that I've, I've learned. It takes me about 10 minutes until I can get back into a regular, normal thought pattern. So believe, believe me, it, it can take effort. It, but it's good effort. It's this type of healing isn't for everyone. Some would rather just continue and, 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 you know, fake their life out. That's what I did for years. The folks I work with are ready to be free in life. You know, they're ready for eternity to have that peace that no one can take away. Is it worth the hours of looking at? That's up to you. Only you know that. When we affirm, we affirm it as if it has already happened. 
Why do we do this? Supposedly, it allows the universal laws to presume you are ready to receive because it is, it is happening now. And many struggle with affirmations. And like I mentioned earlier, I found this greatest book called Affor, A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S by Noah St. John. And we ask, why is it so easy to receive money? Why is it so easy to lose weight? Now, it's a different way of thinking and stating, but it does work. I mean, I tend to get out of it sometimes, uh, but why is it so easy for me to stay in it? I just have to remind myself. The other way is, is I am able to receive money. But if your subconscious is caught up in this opposite way, then it's fighting, fighting yourself. So you affirm all day long and nothing happens. So many of us give it up as it doesn't work or they blame themselves. Well, when in fact, it is just the way we affirm. Thank you, spirit. Why is it so easy to be rich? Why is it so easy to be healthy? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you as if it has already happened. This is just a different way of living. It's just really, y'all, it's a different way of living. Okay, folks, I can hear some of you saying, wow, this sounds like a lot of work. Okay, there's the thought. The emotion that comes is a giving up feeling like no matter what I do, nothing changes. Well, that is when turning into our, or tuning in, I should say, into our thoughts, triggers, and how we feel does matter. I strongly believe that is why the consulting, advising, and coaching fields are on fire now. I mean, everybody's got a coach. It's like you, you don't call them, well, some people call them consultants. Some people call them counselors. Counselors advise more. Coaches aren't supposed to advise, but I, from my viewpoint, a really good coach uh, advises and counsels. So that's just my viewpoint on it. But if you're going to get um, certified by the highest coaching um, field that there is, they don't allow you to advise at all. So, but, you know, we get so busy, you know, with life that sometimes we're not even aware. So, why not have a great life? That's my question to you. Why not have a great life? Why not live to your fullest potential? Why not be successful? What are you afraid of? You know, people put weight on because they're afraid they're going to get hurt. So they put this, these walls around them. Well, walls are energy. Energy has mass. So when I, I you know, I, I spent, um, this is something I, I want to share because it was, um, kind of cool, gratitude, thanking spirit. Tuning into spirit are such valuable tools in our lives. We get so busy with making money, building our families, our careers, reaching our goals, that we forget. We forget where we came from, where we are really going. And most importantly, where we are right now. I started looking at the home that we're going to be moving to in the near future. And I really have to go through every step of what I really, really are feeling about what I want. Do I really want to be out in the country where I have nobody around me? Do I really want to be in a um, more of a, a bay area where there's a lot of water around me, but yet you have, you know, a lot more hurricanes? You know, there are a lot of questions that we have to ask ourselves when we're looking to rebuild our lives, we're building them all the time. And so 
you have to learn to be honest with yourself. And sometimes uh, that is has been a situation that I find myself in and others that we, when being honest with ourselves, we have been judged so much for being honest that we don't want to ever tell anybody this is how we really, really feel. But when you find that right person that you can share that with, and spirit is certainly that right energy, then you can share in your own thoughts and on paper how you're really feeling. And when that can happen, life can change for you, but it takes being honest with yourself. And, and you know, something triggers you. I know what triggers me. I, I know exactly what triggers me. And so what I'm, I'm on a, on my own program to say, okay, I know what happens when, you know, when these things happen and then know what happens when I hear about, you know, dog situation. And I like today, I, I had a show on TV about, it was on Netflix about dogs. And I heard my daughter in the kitchen and she was crying. And I'm like, are you okay? And she says, I, I just can't deal with it. I just can't deal with it. So I immediately turned the TV off because I wasn't looking at the dogs. I was listening and actually writing the show and getting ready for the show and listening to myself on what I was going to talk about and meditating. And so I wasn't really in tune with the show. It was just a kind of a white noise, but she was watching the dogs. And so I, we turned it off because that was a trigger. So one thing I wanted to share, when, when I uh, spent my time with my uh, daughters in, gra- in Canada for her graduation gift, it was one of the best times of my life because I really was there with her every moment of every day. Seeing Niagara Falls was a, one of my bucket lists. I've been wanting to do that since I was a child. And I got to see it, and I was like just awestruck. We got to go on the boat where the, the, you just get right up to the falls. You can't even see them. All you just feel them, which is in itself exhilarating. And we had our two dogs with us, and they had their raincoats on. And, and one of them is um, very outgoing, and he just had his head up like, oh, wow, am I experiencing life? And the other one was like just completely covered up in a raincoat like, oh, my heavens, why is my mom doing this to me? So, you know, they're two different personalities, but she was with me, and that's all that matters to her. But seeing Niagara Falls in Ontario and then seeing it in New York it's the same falls. It's just a different perspective. And seeing both of them gives a magnificence of life. And, and what was so amazing was sitting there thinking about all the Indians and all the people that originally saw that. They didn't have all the gates and all the fences to protect them. I mean, you know. But anyway, when, when we left our puppies, um, well, what I, what I wanted to say was that, that seeing the dog so happy and just being with us each step of the way, I mean, to me, that's life. That's peace. That's abundance. We left our puppies uh, to go to the Shaw Festival in Ontario and some of the wineries, and, and we left them at Miss Pauline's Cottage on Niagara-on-the-Lakes, fabulous lady. They knew that we would be back in a few hours. Our hostess said they were quiet, peaceful, and just slept while we were away. They have that security, that love, that knowingness that we are there for them. And they knew that we would be there. They didn't know, they don't count the time, but they knew that we would be back. 
That's all we need to have is that same knowingness for our higher self and spirit, our angel teams and our inner child. They are all here for us, y'all. We just have to know. We have to have faith. We have to believe. We have to just have that understanding and depth of connection in ourselves and in spirit to know, ah, spirit is there for me. Spirit is there for me. So no matter what trigger, what thought, or what emotion comes into your life, you know spirit is there to help you. You know that there's help out there. And I welcome you to to write to me at info at vickyford.com. Visit my website at at, uh, www.vickyford.com. And I'd love to chat with you. Or if you need a consultation, feel free to to reach out to me. And if we, you know, work together, I, I know that not everyone can work with me and I can't work with everyone, but when the match is right, we know it because it is your life and I am here for you. My teaching Academy will probably start in about two years. I'm very excited about it because I'm going to be using a lot of my radio shows to help people. And, and then we're going to have, um, just talks up front talks in the middle and talks at the end. And then of course I'll be offering uh, consulting and coaching and advising for those that want to dig deeper into really clearing the path for an entirely abundant life, clearing the karma, clearing everything so that you are truly, truly living your soul's journey the way that spirit brought you on this earth to do. And in this world today, knowing your soul's journey, knowing your life's path can be such a gift. And that is why I called the show Living Your Soul's Journey, because every single person that I meet is so, so, so different. I did uh, some work for someone, uh, as, as you know, as you know I, I do attorney work as well, And when I was working with them, you know, the first thing you want to do when you meet somebody sometimes is to say, wow, that person's very different than me. Uh, They talk differently. They live a different life. They're just different. But when you really sit down with them and consult with them, they're very, very similar. They have the same goals. They're just set up a different way. I did a beautiful, beautiful um, passageway because a lot of times I don't always get to do exactly consulting as as you would may, but I do consulting every day. But it is not necessarily always what they would call spiritual consulting. It's legal consulting. And when I work with different companies, I find that the people, if you really care If you really care about the person in front of you, no matter what work you're doing, then you will find that life becomes spiritual, that life becomes purposeful. And even though you may not say, oh, I'm not doing spiritual counseling at this moment, I'm doing legal counseling at this moment. But in truth, 
you are, I helped a lender the other day that was absolutely panic stricken because he wasn't going to get his, his, um, the closing wasn't going to get funded because there had been an error along the way. Well, guess what? He and I went above board. Neither one of us got paid for it. It wasn't about that. It was about making something happen for that man that I've just was speaking of, he had just lost his wife. He was trying to get things handled on his loan. He was trying so desperately to get his life together. He was triggered by everything. And yet in his thoughts, he didn't know how to control his thoughts. All he knew is he had to get that house situation handled. Well, we made it happen for him. I did my little part, but the lender did the main part. I just did everything the lender told me to do so that he could get his job done. And when you start looking at your life like that, it will help your thoughts to get even clearer and your emotions. Cause I know a lot of times we tend to get emotional when our thoughts get out of control and we don't realize that we have control over that. We do have control over our thoughts. And if you're in the middle of a test or you're, doing something that is frustrating. It is sometimes hard to sit there and get your thoughts together, but I'm giving you real clear steps. Call out for help because spirit is there. Say, I need to hear it. Spirit clears the way. Spirit will clear that energy away from you because sometimes when you're in traffic, Sometimes you're in your model, the, the middle of a job. Sometimes when things get a little frustrating, you don't have time to stop and meditate. You don't have time, if you may, to use that term, to just stop the world. But you do. You really do. You have it in your own mind. You control your mind. You and spirit can control your thoughts. And you can, in that moment, get a real firm grip. And I want to give you that power tonight, that self-empowerment. You have to give the power to yourself, but there's a self-empowerment in knowing that you control your thoughts and in controlling your thoughts, you do control your life. And remembering that is probably one of the greatest gifts that anybody can give you and that you can give to yourself. So I want to invite you to come back next Saturday Four Pacific, let's see, that's six um, Central Time and seven Eastern Time. And we're going to be talking about something very exciting. I'm going to put it on the BBS website. And I'm also going to put it on my website, uh, uh, VickiFord.com, V I K K E F O R D. And so that we're going to, I'm going to put it all on there so that you can, you know, hear about it. And if you ever feel comfortable calling in, uh, just, just, you know, look on the numbers and you can call in. They're all on BBS radio. It's a great station. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and soul for tuning in this evening to living your soul's journey. Have a beautiful, blessed week. And remember, tune into yourself, your thoughts, your emotions, and to spirit. Good night, everyone. <laughs>